Hello, tech friends, and thank you for tuning in to Emerging Technologies in Business, where we take a deep dive into different technologies that are impacting businesses today and in the very near future. I'm your host, Brock Reiney, and this podcast is brought to you by Kincannon XR. Let's talk tech. Hey, everyone. Welcome back for another episode. Today, we're going to be talking all about Web3. So let's start off with a brief little history lesson, shall we? Web1 was the very basis of the internet, and the best way I can reiterate it to you is to think of it like a Word document, but it's in read-only mode. So you can read it, but you can't add any comments to it. And more than anything, Web1 was just flat-out disorganized. On top of that, adding anything to Web1 was just more than cumbersome for the everyday person, which is where the term webmasters came along. And finding anything or finding a web page meant that you had to know the exact address to search for, unlike today where we utilize Google to categorize everything with our modern web. Then came Web 2.0, and the world of 2.0 came out, and now we've moved from read-only mode to read-write mode. And now, hooray, we can share our feelings with the world and the internet. We can do that via blogs, vogs, hogs, smogs, whichever type you prefer. But all of that data is now cultivated and controlled by a few giant entities, which is why they essentially own you. It's the reason why you find it bizarre that you're now seeing an advertisement for lawn mowers when all you did was ask your home automation device about something lawn related. It's also why all you did was search on eBay for Weed Whacker line and now you're seeing the new Ryobi 5000 with flames on the side that shows up on every single Yahoo, Bing, Google, MSN search. That's why Web3 is important. Instead of allowing these gigantic few companies to control your information, which they do by hosting servers that we as consumers utilize, that's our trade-off, realistically. We're allowing to give our cookies for these gigantic entities to be able to track our habits and our buying information. But because of this, the world wants to move to a decentralized version of the web, and that's what takes us to Web 3.0. So, with Web 3 coming on the way, Now think of the world of Web3 in that same Word document, but now we're in read, write, and own regarding our contents, our likes, or even our buying habits. And this can really only exist with the furthering of blockchain technology, which we talked about back in episode 27. Check that out if you want to get some more clarification. So basically, it's a rewiring of how the web is going to work by utilizing things like tokens and voting rights. And this will be a decentralized version of the internet. So let's take a quick moment also to briefly talk about what that means. When we're talking about decentralization, it means that data and control are spread out across a network of computers rather than being centralized in one place. And in the end, it can help reduce data breaches and other security risks. Think of it this way. If you have all the gold that you own in one location, it's a lot easier to penetrate. Having it spread out is a lot more secure because it would be hard to gather all the gold. And sometimes you'll even hear of the Web3 being referred to as the decentralized web or the blockchain web because it relies on blockchain technology to achieve its goals. And the main factors of Web3 are decentralization of the internet, utilizing blockchain, which we've discussed previously. Um, Just to give you a quick overview, it's a distributed ledger system that records transactions in a secure and transparent manner. And what this also does is it tamper-proofs the data and it makes the data more accurate as well. 
This is also going to lead to the furtherment of cryptocurrencies because blockchain will become more widely adopted in this new web ecosystem. And then finally, Web3 is going to be bringing forward the lead of decentralized applications. And you'll hear that these sometimes get referred to as dApps, um, but they're used for a wide range of activities such as peer-to-peer -peer transactions, secure data sharing, and even quite possibly, at least in my thought process, it could put to bed the concerns of voter fraud by permitting secure online voting. Web3 is obviously still in its infancy stages right now, especially with the peaks and valleys that we've been seeing in the crypto world, but the potential to transform the way that we use the internet to not only create new opportunities, but for collaboration and innovation, but it also keeps our information private unless we decide to share it ourselves. That's going to do it for today in our episode about Web3. What's something that you're excited about in the world of Web3? Let me know in the comments section down below. Of course, if you liked this episode, like and subscribe to our channel. There's a new episode of Emerging Technologies and Business out every Monday morning at 7 a.m. Central Time. And of course, I want to thank our sponsors, Kincannon XR. XR is the future. If you're working in the XR world or you're looking to step into the future with XR, Kincannon is here to help by bringing your XR dreams into reality. Regardless of if you're developing your own XR application or if you're looking for a helping hand to take an idea to the next level, Kincannon is absolutely here to help. Reach out to Kincannon XR by emailing them at inquiry at kincannonxr.com. You can also find our podcast on social media at ETIB Podcast. And of course, if you like this episode, like and subscribe, as I mentioned before, and check out one of these other emerging technology and business videos that will pop up on your screen here on YouTube. That's going to do it for today. I've been your host, Brock Reine. I hope you're having a great time. We're going to talk some more.